0: Welcome, guys, to Black Table Read. It is yet another exhilarating episode coming your way. I am your very, very handsome and very multi-talented host, (laughs) Mr. Jerry's client.
1: (laughs) I am the hostess with the mostest, the queen of shade, Lydia Iku.
0: Well, oh, I, said, yeah. I, wish oh, we, yeah. I wish we would have known we was doing the shade thing because I would have did my King Petty. Let me do mine over again. All right. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> I am your Rewind. multi-talented, multi-talented <laughs> and handsome host, Mr. Jerry's Clyde, a.k.a. King Petty. All right, lady, All you right. said, you're good. You're good. You're good. You don't need to do yours again. I needed to retake mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining us Uh, I always look forward to Tuesdays with my uh, fabulous co-host, Miss Lydia. Uh, It's it's just always fun to talk to her about all the things we're talking about. Uh, (laughs) So uh, if you have not ever listened to us, you're in for a treat. Uh, Much like many of our episodes, I think last week I was telling Lydia uh, was one of my favorite. We got in deep. (laughs) We got in so deep. And it was it was kind of therapeutic in, in nature, just what we talked about with uh, the new normal and and the coronavirus and the vaccines and just really trying to get out of our own way so we can get back. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can go and listen to that one on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. At uh, those are there as well as any previous episodes um, that we've done. Uh, also, just a heads up. Uh, next week, uh, will be our season finale uh, of this season because we're coming right back. Don't worry, we're coming right back. We just want to <laughs> enjoy our holidays and get some nice stuff for the new year together for you guys because when we come back, we're coming back hard, uh, and just even better than we are right now. So please, 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 please get ready for that. So, market calendar is December 15th. We are back with our final episode of this season. So episode eight. Um, but you can still, like I say, you can still go back and look at all the rest of the episodes once we're done for the season. So I think that is everything uh, to get in the beginning. So let's get started with our very first segment, which is our black top section. Uh, uh, this is where we talk about everything uh in the news from pop culture to politics to the coronavirus all of it so it's the black top so i'm gonna kick us off if you don't mind lydia go ahead do your thing something that i just love so this is by far one of my 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 idols when it comes to, to filmmaking and creating miss ava, ava duvernay
1: mm-hmm.
0: just just love me a good just ah she's just so good just, she's literally
1: a friend in my head like
0: I, you know I'm, I'm trying to get to where she a friend in real life at some point
1: okay <laughs> you where know we are literally like hey girl hey you know
0: Auntie on Ava something you
1: know.
0: <laughs> right but so so she's been really doing a lot of good things she's she's uh pushing more into the comic book uh stuff now so she already had one project with DC to produce a live action uh, movie about the new gods. Um, They're a DC group of heroes. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but then she also got tasked with something else, but now she's doing something for the CW. So she's supposed to be developing a series called Naomi that's based off of a DC comic. Uh, I didn't know much about, uh Naomi um but it actually what? is I look I'm still trying to keep up with new 52 so I'm I'm a little behind with Naomi
1: Clutch my pearls right
0: <laughs> but Naomi the comic book series debuted back in 2019 with uh Naomi season 1 uh it was written by Brian Michael uh Bendis and Brandon F Walker and then it was illustrated by Jamal Campbell and it actually follows a, a black girl, which I was like, okay, come oh, through. So. But, Naomi? But she's, yeah, Naomi.
1: Could've I was like, they it, didn't give her yeah. no
0: actual superhero name. They just gave her, because her name is Naomi uh, something else. Like her last name is like, starts with a D or something. I can't think about it. But okay. then she was like, yeah, I'm just going to go by Naomi. It's like, oh, okay, bet. Uh, but it follows a teen uh, girl's journey from her small town, Northwestern town to the heights of the multiverse. When a supernatural event shakes her hometown to the core, Naomi sets out to uncover its origins and what she discovered will challenge everything she believes about our heroes. Um, So this also follows the news that the CW is developing a Black Lightning spinoff that stars uh, Jordan uh, Calloway Mm-hmm. With painkiller, uh mm-hmm. so I mean it's it's getting more representation, which is great um for many of our black and brown uh young ladies uh to see themselves on screen. I think that is just highly important um to see more of that Because uh, we we've seen the other stuff a lot, we've seen it way too much, uh and I think it's it's time. For, it's, it's time for a change, you know those stories matter, I think. I'm going to, uh, over the holidays, I'm going to dive into some Naomi, try to get some, you know, get myself prepared for what's to come. I know what
1: Auntie
0: Ava is going to be popping. So y'all get ready to check that out. I don't know it hasn't been given a release date just yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty dope. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got. What you got, Lydia? Woo-hoo.
1: All right. So <laughs> if I have any Big Mouth fans out there, I am, for sure. It's uh, <laughs> it's quite a show. Uh, <laughs> for uh, Nick Kroll, who is crazy all of himself, He, they are now in season four. And if you were following from these previous seasons, the role of Missy was voiced by white actress Jenny Slate. And the role of Missy is a Black character. So uh, Jenny Slate, amongst other folks who... Um, who came across different shows let's see we had um, I believe Reese Witherspoon and she was a voice on one character um, of another show and they basically all came together and was just like hey we aren't portraying the characters from which are you know coming across the screen and we don't want to do that we don't want to misrepresent and I'm so glad that they came to that realization because like Jerry said, we need that representation to come across to us. So, Big Mouth, um, they just came out with season four on Netflix and they recast the role of Missy with uh, Ayo Idibiri. She has been on a few shows with Apple. Um, She was also a writer um, with Tina Fey. And Robert Carlock on the series Mulligan, which is coming out on Netflix, and another upcoming animated comedy called Re Lost Our Human. And like I said, with uh, Big Mouth, it is quite a show. It's it's uh, it's about children, but it ain't for the children. I'll say that if you haven't, uh, if you if you haven't come across that show with
0: your children,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's it's um it's it's i'm not even gonna say it's pg-13 it's 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 not one of those for for little mikey and them so yeah but shout out to ayo she i've I've been watching i'm on episode two or three and she's she's sounds quite similar because jenny slate she's a wonderful actress comedian um i've caught a couple of her specials she definitely has that um that kid-like voice she's perfect for like voiceover and what she gave to missy I missed it, (laughs) but like Mm -hmm. I said, you want that representation to push through, so shout out to her, Um, shout out to AO, and continue doing your thing, and representing Queen, yes, yes.
0: Hey, hey, all right, well, you gave me some stuff I need to catch up on, because I've never seen Big Mouth, uh, I told you, you, you,
1: you, you, i've been watching
0: so much this stuff
1: you do <laughs> i i feel like with big mouth it's it's um there's definitely moments where you will in the show looking like <clears throat> but it's it's so real to the point where it because it covers kids going through puberty and like all the things that you would think that kids wouldn't be talking about they're definitely talking about they're definitely thinking feeling all of that and it's it's covered within it so Check it, Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: now to um, kind of a sad note. Um, I don't know if many of you heard, but there was a recent uh death in Hollywood um yesterday. Right? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday.
1: Day before. Yesterday.
0: So, um. So uh, Bab Star and Medea Star. First off. If you have never seen BAPS,
1: (laughs) who you like like put us on pause and then go go, just
0: go watch that. Like you can you can go to Walmart. They they have it in their
1: collection. Like
0: you can come back. BET shows it maybe like every other week, you know. Legit. Go, go if you got on demand. Go, Go to Pookie Amazon, and them house. They probably got it on VHS if you need Get it.
1: it. Not VHS. <laughs> oh, you
0: know, somebody got that on VHS at their house somewhere. I For a fact, they got it. <laughs> but uh, that aside, so uh, one of the stars from that, uh, Miss Natalie Giselle, um, passed away at the age of 53 uh, from colon cancer. Um, And you just saw that this. Uh, like n- just crazy number of celebrities come out especially those who have worked with her like Ho- holly robinson pete holly berry i mean i think holly Berry's posted like so much about her in oh, the yeah. past like 48 hours because i think they got really close especially doing that movie uh yeah. and she recently posted a behind the scenes with them uh in the movie they were in their whole makeup and everything and they were just Mm -hmm. you know on Rodale Drive between shooting and stuff and um
1: I was looking at um because Robert Townsend who is one of my big big idols especially on the directing tip he directed BAPS and he put up a post Mm. about it um and he was saying how she really she hadn't had any credits before then BAPS was her first like role like leading role Mm-hmm. And it was actually through Faison Love, who he did the show Parenthood with, and he said, mm. "Yeah, so you know, I, I know you're having callbacks for for your movie. Um, if you're needing someone, there's actually this lady that she's in my acting class. If you want to check her out," he said that she was literally outside the room, shaking, nervous, country, just like you know,
0: not country.
1: Had like she, he was like her accent was so thick, but to the point where it's like I can. T- he said I could tell that she had that epitome of what I wanted that character to be I just wanted to see her read so they mm. brought her into the room and Hallie and all all the folks that you know were in there were just like they'd noticed that okay who is this even though she had like that big personality and yeah. said so that Hallie literally came over hugged her and said girl let's go play and he said they hadn't even been given like a scene yet and he could just tell with their chemistry that yeah right then and there she was cast yeah. so yeah she um her along with other artists that I feel like, um, I mean, you you know when you hear about those artists that you haven't seen in a while, but you're still just yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like she still had that that personality that you know, like even if off screen, she probably was like super dope. Um, yeah. And yeah. I remember uh, there was a behind the scenes that Brandy had put up when they when she worked on Cinderella with her. She was in the cast with with Houston and be um, mm-hmm. Goldberg and she said the same she was just like you would think she was like you know just the girl next door you know the the crazy loud best friend that was you know will be there for you and you know you want somebody like that to, to play with you on screen and she was literally like that same person off screen so yeah love to her family and yeah. um, all the fans but, and all the friends yeah. of hers and yeah deeply missed. So
0: oh yeah oh yeah so like i said if you haven't checked out the movie go check it out (laughs) see her work not just in that movie but also how to be be a player
1: oh my gosh i literally Uh, have that right here i might watch it tomorrow (laughs) night you know so
0: so she has some classics she's she's a very important staple in the black film culture oh yeah Um, oh on
1: eve I loved her on
0: Eve. Oh yeah, her on Eve.
1: She was.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. So you know that's what I'm saying. Like you just, she just surprisingly is a really big staple like within what we have seen growing up. So, uh, big big shout out to her. Um and and may she have innumerable peace. Um and and her family have peace even in dealing with her passing. So yeah, all right y'all. Well, that wraps up for the blacktop. Um, and hopefully, y'all uh, learned something and <laughs> we'll go check out some of this stuff that we talked about. Uh, and we'll have some more blacktop and pop culture and stuff for you next week uh, on our episode next week. So. Uh, Lydia what do we have for our table read because it's time for the table read now
1: it is so (laughs) our table read today is we all we got (laughs) we
0: is all we got
1: representation in and out of the room and it's kind of gone along with basically the things that we've covered in the blacktop Mm
0: -hmm. about
1: representation and you know how how we've come across you know certain shows and music and uh you know film even even within the sports world like you you when you look on screen you think about the folks that represent you that represent the things that you like the things that you uh come across in your day to day and us as artists like we've seen all the time like we'll walk into an audition room and you'll look across the table and be like, oh, there's not a lot of folks that look like me, but they're the ones that's mm-hmm. going to make the decisions on whether or not I get this job. And even when you walk outside of the room and you see more people that do look like you, it's usually those same folks and more more than likely, especially like here in Atlanta, we all know each other. So <laughs> you I you really see really that and, and it's literally like, I mean, we've covered it before on not allowing our voices to you know be diminished within you know said project, but mm. outside of the audition space, it's still an important mission to make sure that representation across all boards is covered, um, and even behind the scenes, you know, for for you know any projects that you're working on, um, you want to make sure that you represent yourself in a good light and making sure that you know those that you come across. Will you know see see your stature and, and raise it and be like okay so they're you know they're a model citizen a model artist and things but yeah representation is super duper uber important especially for us as young black artists and you know artists yeah. of color yeah yeah and
0: they, and and also just diversifying the creative process uh, I think. I might have talked about it on a previous episode, um, but I I had a I I did a I did a show here in Atlanta that, for all intents and purposes, the show itself is 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 black. Because uh, uh, I'm I'm coding some of this because I don't want just in case they listen, I don't want nobody to get peeved off. Mm. Uh, but it, it for all intents it, it was a black show first time working with a completely black cast it was great the creative team however not as diverse they had like one person that was um not white on on okay. the you know mm-hmm. and you know these are people that are like our director and our you know our band and you know just all these things and it was it was like we 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 never were able to like really tap in to certain things that we naturally do. Like Mm -hmm. we naturally have a rhythm to us, a flow to us in certain elements, especially if it's a Caribbean type focused show uh, or African type. Like, so we would say stuff or bring up stuff that wasn't necessarily like disrespectful. But it was like, hey, like, this is what we're trying to bring to this situation, because this speaks to us and represents us. Right. Uh, but if you don't have somebody advocating on the other side of the table, it kind of goes flat. And that's kind of what this is all about, is saying that, you know, we all we got because and, and some arenas, we, we have to join forces together just to. Get something done, uh, or to get a project done that reflects who we are. That's kind of like me and Lydia, me and Lydia doing Black Tewari. I mean, we join forces to make our voices heard, but also give representation and light to things that people that don't look like us may not understand. You know, uh, I had a colleague of mine uh, from uh, grad. Graduate school. Tell me about. She listens to us and how there are certain conversations she never thought to have or knew. You know what was going on. And I was like, Yeah, that's that's kind of the purpose of it. it's giving light and representation. But it also it, it just makes a difference for me. And I shared this with Lydia. It makes a difference with me going into a position where I feel like I am the only person, and most of the time I am the only person. Uh there's there's a different feeling when you you get around somebody that looks like you or you see something on screen that speaks to you, and it's like okay all right i'm I'm invested a little bit more mm-hmm. um or I feel seen a little bit more, and I had this incident when I was on tour, well, I had two instances uh but one in particular where I I felt like my, my skin color mattered, but in the worst kind of way. Hmm. And it, it really was like, hmm, so you see race, good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had gotten into it with a, a guy on tour. And what I did was, I, I'm the type to just call you out if you just on some BS. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you just acting all out of order and we in public, you're not finna embarrass me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Right. And so this guy uh, got upset with some of us because we went out for a cast member's birthday. It was so last minute. I think I was in my PJs before this person texts me <laughs> talking about
1: I let's go look, look,
0: <laughs> look, Let's go to the bar down the street or whatever, get some food and I'm like, uh, sh- I'm sleepy. <laughs> but you know, you get up and go just to, you know. And the next day, um, we get bombarded with all these messages from this cast member. I was like, "Y'all are the fakest type of people," and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, "So if if we're terrible people and you can't wait to get away from us, why does it matter?" Mm-hmm. I just told him straight up, and he went so in on me. He's like, "Don't start with me," and I was like, "No, like you're almost 40 well, you're probably already 40, but, you know, you're almost 40, (laughs) and you acting like this, this is a terrible example you're setting, and he was like, because I think I had been into my Hamilton auditions before we left New York, and so he brought that, he was like, you're never going to be on Hamilton, like, this, that, and the third, and I was like, okay, cool, and we
1: got to turn to hating on you, like, yeah, it's a cop-out, yeah,
0: no, but it didn't really hit a fan, it didn't really hit the fan until he said, I don't care that you're black. I'm Irish. I'll whoop your bleep. Okay. And I said, (laughs) okay. I I had to pause for a minute. I said, wait, run that back. (laughs) You said, you don't care that I'm black. You're Irish, so you'll whoop my bleep? Help. Sir, (laughs) what does any of this have to do with what I've been telling you (laughs) yeah and that's when I knew that my like my race actually mattered oh yeah uh because beforehand mind you I'm the only person of color other than our wig person on the tour
1: Mm.
0: I'm the only person of color when we go out on that stage yeah and I had always felt awkward but I you know it was a job so you do the job you don't Really gripe about it. You do what you got to do, and you make the most out of out of it for the next. Oh, excuse me. Y'all. Oh Jesus. Oh, <laughs> that yawn crept up in there so quick. <laughs> y'all, wake up! It's been a long day. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so I'm always struggling. But you know, it was it was like. It, it took a lot out of me. And it was crazy because all the hate and stuff beforehand didn't bother me. Yeah. All the like name calling Hamilton. Nobody's going to know my name. this That didn't bother me. Yeah. What bothered me is, is you finally showed your true colors and and brought up race into it. Not even race. You brought in racism also. <laughs> you yeah. brought it straight to the door. And when I brought it up into the producer, because everybody was so concerned about the show, because, you know, you got to protect the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at this point, we only had maybe we had five shows left in the tour. Mm -hmm. And everybody's trying to preserve it, trying to keep this person on the show and me on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, I don't want to be around this dude. Like, I just really, I just really don't. He was like, "Well, what if he apologizes to you?" I was like, "Okay." (laughs) And, uh, and, (laughs) but no, most of the cast members was like, "He needs to go." Like, he threatened you with physical harm. Like, Mm -hmm. and the thing that I had to make people realize was, I said, "Had the roles been reversed,
1: there we go." I was waiting for that. I was, I was waiting if that was gonna come up.
0: Oh no, that came up. That was like I told every one of my cast members to their face because they all came to my room trying to figure out why I was looking for him in the hotel. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was on a mission. Look, I was like, "What's your room number?" Yeah, we can handle this right now. Uh, but no, and I told I was like, "No, no offense. Had the roles been reversed, and I've been aggressive, I would have been gone." Right no questions asked, no, no buying out my contract, no, because that's what happened, his contract got, still. he still got paid, Mm -hmm. he got a plane ticket to go home, and that was it, Hmm. and what I told the producer, I was like, it wasn't so much about that that bothered me, because y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do in the end anyways, what bothered me is the lack of diversity that you have on a Christmas show. And because it's yeah. a beautiful show, but if, if you're gonna put on something like that, it has to look like the world that we live in.
1: True.
0: And sure, for true. me to be that one person, I wanted to go into spaces, because you're going to areas in the in the Midwest and to the West Coast. I want to show them that we all have the ability to be very represented in these in any place, no right. matter no matter what right and i just i was like next time you if you need somebody's, i know tons of people back in the a <laughs> that
1: mm-hmm. we can
0: mm-hmm. we, you all you got to do is like hey i'm looking for black people <laughs> or some people that's not just white you know and love and to this day love my cast members to death yeah. they were some some of the great people but i i don't think there was one stop in particular that i think it was in uh Uh, we were in Cali and we got to talk to some kids right before our show and a good majority of them were were Hispanic Mm -hmm. and I was like I wish there would have been more to allow them to see right (laughs) uh because I really took like as if it was my duty to be like hey look mom I talked to one of their moms I was like hey look I grew up in the West End where I'm from that's pretty much kind of the hood or the urban areas they will tell you
1: usually are, yeah. you know
0: <laughs> I grew up there I'm here I have a whole story that I could tell you but just really believe in his dream you know just trying to be a beacon because when nobody this. else do it when nobody right. else doing it and that's what yeah. I'm saying like the representation goes again, like we talked about last week, most of the things that we go through or do or experience have nothing to do with us. It's not about us. It has to do for the next person. Yeah. So how you set that person up is everything. Yeah. And so we all we got, like I said, I got, I got Lydia's back. She got my back. Um, because we know, <laughs> we know that the representation is stronger because there are people looking to us. Uh, yeah. in in a way that I would never even imagined. So yeah,
1: yeah. I um I did a show with Norwegian Cruise Line called After Midnight, and Come on, after for, midnight. Those you, for those of you <laughs> that don't know, it was formerly on Broadway, but the show itself speaks about it's literally all things Cotton Club. Duke Ellington, elephants, the band, the tap dancing, the dancers, everything. It literally was portrayed on the, within that show. And for all intents and purposes, the, the show itself was the, okay, we were the only all Black cast within the entire fleet. And we're talking about from the big, big ships like we were on down to the small yachts only all Black cast, only all Black show. Um, And I remember talking with some castmates from prior casts because I was in the 8.0 cast. Um, And the show had been on board since, let me see, it got off of Broadway in 2014. And right then, Norwegian brought the the rights to it. And it, um, it had been on board since then. But I remember talking with one of the former castmates and he was just telling us okay it's just gonna be y'all on the ship not only were we the only all black cast when we got on the ship we were in entertainment so we already had that target on us we were American so that was another target and it it already had that notion of like oh okay well they're you know entertainment they're gonna be prima donnas they're gonna be you know divas and devos they're gonna you know want to basically mm. want everything at their at their beck and call and all this and that when I tell you like all of the the crew members literally just like honed to us because they were just like oh because just with prior cast they loved the show that much because they hadn't seen a show like that you yeah. they usually they would have you know some type of variety show where they would sing like you know country songs and pop songs would be you know all the top 40 it would be and it would be like a good mashup of different things yeah when after midnight came upon it it, it was such a release for not only crew, but for the guests that will come on board. And I remember there was one gentleman that came on that said, I love everything about this show because you wouldn't see this anywhere else. Why isn't this somewhere else? And we're like, oh, well it was on Broadway for a little bit and then, you know, it's on the shift now, blah, blah. And he was like, no, but something like this needs to be out. It needs to, there there needs to be more of this. You all are great. You all are wonderful, like, appreciate it. So while we're becking in all of this goodness, Mind you, we had only been together for three months at this point. We had a six month contract together. And the, there was a person that was within the theatrical relations that was technically like over us that was right up under the cruise director who always had it out for our cast. It didn't matter what number it was. And it kind of was like us as the 8.0, we just walked into the mess and the chaos. And mm-hmm. when we talk about representation and when we talking about we all we got, that literally spoke so big because for this individual, they were wonderful. And not only was he wonderful, he was from across the pond. Mm. And it was like, it didn't matter what we did, how we did it, how we said it, how we walked, how we talked, it was just like, he just had it out for whatever you know we, we did or whatnot. And Mm. it came down to this, this small thing of jealousy. It came down to this small thing of like him feeling as if we were going to break or then it was just like, bro, we, we came on this thing together because for, it was myself and a couple of other folks, it was our first contract. So we already were like, oh, we don't know what to expect. The rest of the cast, they, they had been veterans of it. They had done prior after midnight cast, plus other contracts on other ships. So they were like, look, at the end of the day, if we just hold on to each other, nobody can break us. If anything, we may bend, but we're not going to break. We're not going to let them. And I remember there was one individual from another show that basically it was another production show that was on board and they were you know, Caucasian, but it was like, there were certain things that would happen that had it been us doing those things it would have been all hell breaks loose you know and it's almost just like who you know why why we had to come into that and after a while it was just like through all the mess through all the chaos and bs at the end of the day each show that we did there was always at least some person or or a child that would come to us after each show and just be like oh my gosh i love it and i remember it was a a group of teenagers that came and they were like, do you like doing this? Do you, you know, is, is it easy to do it? I was like, oh, by no means is it easy. But yes, it's fun <laughs> and I love it. And it was just like, so would you do this show forever? If I could, I wish I could. I literally yeah. wish I could. That show was one that I could do in my sleep. But hey. just, just on the back of representation, here in Atlanta, i just found that the 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 I just don't understand how Atlanta is so black and you won't see it you won't you won't see it lady I'm
0: gonna get under this table I'm just saying because literally when I moved here when
1: I moved here I was ready a spade
0: spade.
1: no literally because I I I was so ready coming from 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 Kentucky from Louisville from Bowling Green where I went to school on, the, my school man. was was a, was a PWI, so literally it was just like coming within the theater department, there weren't a lot of us. So it was just like, oh, okay, Atlanta, you know, Black Hollywood, like this is about to be lit. I got here and it was just like, all right, boom, so where's the Black theaters? There was two. Two. And it's just like, so where's the Black shows? On what none. stage? Oh, and none. if you did see a Black show, it was usually in a smaller theater, or it was, you know, done independently or what have you. And yeah. it's just like, how, how did that happen? And even after, you know, doing an apprenticeship and, and having that experience and things, it was just like, th- there was still something that was missing within it. And it was just like, there's so much that we need. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to see and hear and feel
0: And you, you know what was missing, us yeah that's what what i'm saying and
1: it was just like how does that happen when you're in a city like this
0: because we're not in we're we're not in the rooms and and that's and that's one thing so we changed so we changed the title uh from this uh because it was originally gonna be who's in the room because Mm -hmm. that's that's one of the questions that get to ask whenever for my non-theater people who may be watching this or listening to this one of the questions you always get asked when you go to an audition, especially if in you're in New York, I get it. I hear it all the time.
1: Who's in the room? Who's in the room? <laughs> who's in the room? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, you got somebody that just got off the train or something that just came off the, uh, off the elevator with their scarf and their, their Starbucks in hand and trying to figure out, oh, so who's in the room? Who's oh, okay. All right. I may know him. I may remember him. Because people are trying to figure out where the connecting points are. Have I ran into this person? Do I know this person? Mm -hmm. But me and Lydia meant it as far as who's in the room that looks like us, who can advocate for us, makes a huge difference. Who see us. Because that makes a huge difference. Because when I go into a room for a show, whatever it is, I instantly look for a black person, not even going to flex, I do. I look for how many there are of us and I count. And the first thing that either happens is, man, that's a first, that's a lot of us or dang, they can't find nobody else. Because if the number is too low, you were just trying to get some people, in my mind, i I, I will just speak to my mind. <laughs> it makes me feel like you didn't try hard enough to try to diversify it mm-hmm. and then if i see a lot i'm like okay we we making some progress we making some progress these are some people that you found and 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 saw value in that's great but it 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 makes a difference to me having people on the other side of the table as well as on the on the stage in those positions right because like i said i need somebody to advocate for me so things don't happen like what happened on tour with to me so things like that can be nipped in the bud before we get to me knocking on hotel doors talking about where you at
1: oh now that you brought that up so
0: are <laughs> oh, violent <laughs> so you brought that up
1: <laughs> that you brought that up but there was an incident that i had on the ship with our wig person who was also black but like I told you, the person that was over top of us was Caucasian. And there were a couple of instances that she and I had. And I, I literally came to the point, like like I said, it was my first contract. So I I literally came to work. Mm-hmm. And there was one instance where I remember, you know, we 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 had it out, and there was a rule with um with our wigs that basically we as the the cast could not remove our wigs that she had to do it so in the midst of our banter (laughs) I I was just done and I was over it and I was just like you know what I literally took out each pin that was in my cap and I was just like you know just take this because I can't and she was like oh you can't remove your wig what I was like well the the mess that you're that you're coming with I'm not here for it so there you go. So on top of that, amongst other things that had happened, it ended up getting to um, our head or whatever. And I remember like being in his office, and I kind of was just like, look, I don't even want you to feel like this is what I'm about. I don't want you to feel like this is what the cast is about because we don't have time for this. We're literally here to work. We're literally here to make sure that this show goes great. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that he could see was the the little itsy bitsy parts of the mess it was kind of just like bypass the fact that it was you know an argument between these two black women or that it was a a situation that could have been diffused from a while ago it was just like he didn't care and after a while I was just like you know what you have to just kind of fend for yourself after a while especially or link to folks that see you for it and just how we said advocate because if you can't look to the people above you to advocate for you then who can you look to and luckily enough like i said with our past castmate, um that was just like hey you know like hold on to each other and make sure that you know if if anything rises that you'll always hold each other that that came into play real quick um but yeah it's it's definitely important when you have That person in the room or out of the room or even after you've booked the show and you have people that are on the crew who look like you and they understand you like I remember doing a show here in Atlanta all black cast um and there was a situation where one of the crew members just felt the need to just bring up the fact that we were you know this all black cast and that we just kind of had our own jokes and our own little moments with each other whatever and it's kind of just like so when y'all talking about star wars and all these other things we don't say nothing to y'all we
0: don't say no we don't leave y'all and luke skywalker alone
1: and it it literally was just like oh well why don't we talk about something that everybody knows and it was just like
0: no i think i
1: think we were talking about martin versus Martin versus Fresh Prince. And we were just doing like a bunch uh, of these, like, what is what about this, and, you know?
0: Gotcha. And that
1: came up and it was just like, oh, well, shoot Will Smith, da da da. And it's like, well, shoot Martin Lawrence. And we was just going in and, you know, quoting the show and doing all that. Having yeah. our black moment. Well, I don't think it's fair if we don't like discuss shows that discusses everyone. And it was just like.
0: yeah, Y'all have every other day to do that. Y'all can go sit down.
1: <laughs> and the one thing that got me was the person said, well, I mean, you all have an entire month, so isn't that enough?
0: All right, we got to go. We could we could close up shop now. This has been black table. <laughs> Yo. No, Baby, no she didn't. No the, she didn't.
1: I don't I don't even know if the bomb was able to be diffused. It was almost like somebody threw the grenade and it had already exp- like And I and I I, wow. I I can't I can't fathom how how non-folks of color can literally just allow that to come out of their lips just like my mama said she said karen please please. like literally (laughs) it was just like are you serious well yeah you i mean you guys have a month, so like what's the big deal
0: no you gotta go homie you gotta go like you
1: have to talk about these shows and it was just like i mean i like fresh Prince too but it's not better than saved by the bill
0: no homie you gotta go sorry you can't sit with us karen
1: you're telling me Zach is better than Will? Get
0: out. Get the behind me, Satan.
1: Listen, I was just.
0: No, that's, that's just about as crazy. So I had a girl when I was in uh, undergrad, I was taking classes at Kennesaw during the summer so I could get my degree done. Yeah. This girl literally thought we were talking, we were in sociology, and there was the talk about uh, misconceptions and things about other races. And it came to talk about black athletes and she was like oh we we'll go and she was yeah. something she said to the effect i think our teacher was talking about like that black athletes are just better or whatever mm-hmm. and she was like there's this misconception that black athletes have like an extra muscle or something that makes them run faster and susie Lu who or whoever said i thought that was true and like everybody, even the white people, just turned around and was like, You thought that there was an extra month? Really? Baby, where'd you go to school at?
1: Where they don't got education where you come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my it's just tears. like
0: bruh. But it's just like y'all literally think these things for whatever reason. <laughs> And we just supposed to just be just cool about it, and it's it's funny. So I've been I've been I've been listening to um, the yeah. now that I finished the series, I just kind of been listening to the uh, Lovecraft Country podcast mm-hmm. and yeah. and listen to that, and they brought up a point that I just found I never thought about, um, but it 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 talked about. The, how with desegregation came yeah. both good things and bad things. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they, they were saying that basically at this point, you know, p- places like Tulsa and other black, basic like Black utopias had been mm-hmm. established even during this time. And then when segrega- desegregation came, it integrated those things and kind of made it, so that the people who already didn't like it were in the mix of it right? and then kind of crumbled it. Yeah. And so I was like, I never really thought about it like that. Like we had this identity of like a black Wall Street and because somebody didn't like it or had a misconception about it, they destroyed it. And I was like, that's, that's kind of interesting. And I, I guess I bring that up because that's kind of how it is with that situation with you. Like y'all are having a moment of, of pure Black entertainment, joy, and whatnot. And because somebody does not like it, they take it upon themselves to simply destroy it and make it awkward. Yeah. And I just can't fathom why my happiness as a Black man should interfere with your whatever. Like, that... I, I, I intentionally, when... I can't remember who it was... But there was there was an incident with the young man who got killed because he was playing his music too loud. Mm -hmm. Now, if you see me in these streets, whether you in South Carolina, shout out to uh, Jenna uh, of Glow Lyric Theater. Good to see you. Um, South Carolina, Atlanta, wherever you see me driving, I bumps my music. I rides with my music like I'm in my zone. Right. And what I started doing around the time that George Floyd uh, had was murdered, let me let me put it plainly, was murdered. Mm-hmm. And Brianna Taylor was murdered. What I started doing when I needed a break after I got off work, I just literally hopped in my car and drove. Yeah. Not really a destination, just kind of drove, and I blasted my music. I play whatever I wanted to I play Bob Marley uh, get up stand up you know Mm. and uh, Mm. there was a what's uh, it? there's another one it's like slave something but it it is deep you know blasting Kendrick Lamar is we gonna be all right you know just all of
1: it and I'm
0: (laughs) oh yeah but I'm literally just being a black man period because I haven't felt like I could do that without yeah. fear of retaliation because I'm simply just riding through mm-hmm. um, and and I did that not to be defiant but to be a representation of strength um, because I, I think it's very easy to to shrink because things are hard and things are difficult and people don't like us for how we look. It's easy to do that, to kind of just but we dope, because we, again, we all we got, we are dope enough to stand up to it, and be like, yeah, I'm here, I'm Mm -hmm. Black, I play my music loud, and I'm well-educated, so what else you got?
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest part that um, should always come across, whatever project, whatever field you're within, like, when we talk about how it's still an issue for black women mm-hmm. to come into a workplace with her natural hair. Mm. How it's still an issue for us to... Uh, there was even a friend of mine who said that there was something wrong with, she, she had a, um, a custom jacket that her auntie made for her from Nigeria and somebody mm-hmm. said something because they were saying like, oh, it's too many patterns, it's too many colors and had her come back with and say, can you come back with just a solid blazer? it's, Mm. it's, it's moments and things like that, that really just burn me up because it's like how we look, how we feel. And it's like, why the hell does it have to consist with our color? Why does it have to consist with our race? That is Mm. the problem with us. Now, our mindsets are going to be stuck there because we are focused on one thing, Mm-hmm. And it, the, the thing that really just kind of tops it off is when you're doing a show, you, you obviously want, you know, of course, like we said, with that, with that incident with the, the young lady on the ship. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we both just wanted the show to be what it was, to be its amazing self, to, for every person that grates the stage to be amazing. And this is like behind the scenes, though, we needed to be the same thing we needed to show that when we were off stage, that we were also those same pristine black artists that you've seen on stage. And I think where a lot of people get it mixed up is that all of us are the same, that all of us, you know, have Mm -hmm. to, you know, come with some kind of couth or whatever that we don't have the same type of and it's like we don't we're, we're all not the same but at the same time the thing that that is going to hold us together is that we all somewhat share the struggle of dealing with the same mess yeah and it's it's sad that we still have to but just how we were saying or how i was thinking earlier like how the heck can i come to a city like this that's so black and it's not seen it's like mm. all we can do is try to change it all we can do is try to like
0: get in those spaces
1: yeah, and, and, and make sure that each crevice is filled with color.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I told you, I'm I'm now on the uh, a voting member for one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get on, on the board of another one. And it's not to put on my resume. It's honestly to protect us yeah. and to make sure we're seen because nobody's gonna advocate for us except for us. And when it comes down to it, If I have to create something to give us a platform, I'm going to create it because I'm very tired. I mean, I'm tired in general right now, y'all. It's been a long day. But I'm tired of asking for permission, to asking for handouts, to asking for, well, can I do this? Well, may I? may I? I? No, 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 no. I'm not asking no more. I deserve, we deserve as a whole to be. In those positions, because we have the credibility, we have the talent, we have the vision for it. We have everything that hits the mark. But again, you look at the color and go, no, nah, you know, I don't, I don't, you know. And it's like, this is what happens when you weaponize a, a people and a color. Hmm. When you dehumanize them and you weaponize them where literally my color offends you and you don't even know why. You see me walking down the street, you don't know me from Adam or Eve and you just like, I already don't like him, but do you know anything about me? (laughs) No, you don't. And that's why I, I, like you said, every corner like Atlanta, not even Atlanta, every corner of the world, whether it's entertainment, whether it's finance, whether it's, Prisons reform system, whether it's the government, it needs representation and not just, we're not talking just left wing, right wing, whatever. You need different opinions, but you need a commonality that says, you know what, as a people, not just black, white, or anything, but as a people, we want to progress to a better tomorrow. Because again, like we have said for the past two episodes now, it's not about us. It's about the next people. And when I say next people, it's the next generation cuz they in they in they will inherit this stuff.
1: When they're off They will TikTok.
0: inherit these huh? When they get off TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on oh, <and> TikTokers. <laughs> oh. But they will inherit these problems at the end of the day. And the question is what what kind of legacy will we leave?
1: Yeah.
0: Um and I I I I want to say definitely kudos to to my people here in Atlanta. Uh, the Black artists. Y'all are really showing up and showing out, and I love it. I've been loving seeing it. I love being a part of it. Like, my right. little piece of what I've whatever I've been doing, I love that I can contribute um, because I see y'all getting in these spaces, getting in these places that y'all haven't been in and and shaking shaking stuff up. Uh, it's needed because yeah. people have been too comfortable just letting the same old thing happen. And uh, that time is done. And the time is now. So uh, we all we got uh, at the end of the day, like I said, Miss Lydia got my back. I got her back. But at the end of the day, we got everybody because everybody deserves to be in a position where they are respected and represented for all to see in all hues. You hear me? So
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all right, people. Well, that is our table, discussion, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, We all, we got representation inside and out. Um, And that's not just talking about the stage either if you didn't pick up on that. (laughs) Um, But now it is time for our BTR moment for our newcomers. That is our breathe, think, release moment. Uh, this is a time where we kind of wrap everything up and just kind of leave you with a little nugget to take with you uh, wherever you go, whether you listen to this on the podcast or looking on YouTube. So Miss Lydia is going to take it today uh, and y'all get ready. So here we go.
1: So I have a story for you guys. I came across a gentleman um, maybe about a month or so ago who, but when, when meeting him, I thought that he was just a white man later finding out that he was a Cuban man. We were talking about the NBA Finals. They were on at the time and I was in Miami. So the Miami Heat were playing the Lakers. And if you haven't been following along, you've seen all across the, the, the floors of the, of the bubble there for the NBA, Black Lives Matter. You've seen across their jerseys. You've seen it on their hoodies. You've seen it on the football helmets when they're playing in the NFL. You've seen it. You've heard it. It's there. And I remember talking with him and me being a sports person. I said, well, who, who do you want to win? I said, are you a Miami Heat fan? He was like, yeah, 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 I'm a Heat fan. But you know you know what's really bugging me about this? Why don't they just shut up and dribble? And and the inside, because I had a friend that was with me who she is of Colombian descent. She's from an island. And literally like I'm kicking her under the table and I'm like, do you hear this too? And he's going on and on and he's saying, yeah, well, why don't they just shut up and dribble? Because had they been working for me, you wouldn't be talking all of that because at the end of the day, all lives matter. You know, that whole jargon, mm-hmm. we'll have to jump into it. My main thing is this. Mm-hmm. How we say that we all we got, that's literally what it is. And for that gentleman, obviously he ain't got nobody but himself. Because if you really feel like a people who have felt so much and gone through so much can't even say their piece when it feels like one of us is taken away by the means or the hands of someone else because they want to play God. It's not about, oh, well, why can't they do this? Why can't they just go do their job? Because a lot of us kind of walk in and we don't see us. So we can't do our jobs. A lot of us walk into these spaces and don't feel comfortable because we aren't represented. And when we finally have the time and the moment to want to rep- be represented or to represent ourselves for the next person and somebody still has to come with the mess saying, well, why can't you just do your job? Why can't you just dribble? Why can't you just wear your hair a certain way? Why can't you just do this? Because that's not me. That's not us. And I would bet my bottom dollar that if anyone walked into a space and didn't see a lot of them, you would kind of feel some type of way, right? You would feel uncomfortable. You would feel like, oh, I'm not here because someone else like me isn't here. It's almost like when kids walk into a playground and, they see all these kids and it's like, they don't see their best friend out there because they're homesick or, you know, they, they have, you know, their small little cliques, you know how kids are. They have their small cliques like, this group likes to eat lunch together and that group likes to eat lunch together, but there's yeah. nobody there because there's nobody like me. Nobody likes dolls like I do. Nobody likes comics like I do. When you see and finally see that one person that likes the same comic, comic person that you do, that other person that has on a Superman shirt like you do, like look, I I, I wore this just tonight for my for my brother.
0: Hey, come on, suit. <laughs> right?
1: You have to show that representation because you never know who out there is looking to you to mm. be that representative. So find find that representation, find that that moment within yourself to. Be a representative for the because, like we said, it's not about us. It's for the next person. It's for the next generation coming up. And I'm looking now. It says, my father. He said, "What about fear? Yeah, fear is definitely a part of it. But a lot of times, if you if you go into something scared, it will never get accomplished.
0: Mm. Say that. Say that. Say that. I mean, that. fear is always
1: going to be there because we are human. And as humans, we have the complex to want to break down and want to knock folks down because of something that we don't understand. Push past it, because at the end of the day, we all we got. So appreciate (laughs) y'all. Oof.
0: So much, so much in the last couple of minutes, but so true, so true. Fear, fear will keep us from a lot of things. but like I said, you got to push past it. There's so much so much to be done, so much on the other side of this. And we got to push through it because like I said, we all we got. So um, all right, y'all. Well, that is our show for tonight. Uh, it seems like some of y'all liked it <laughs> from the comments. So thank you guys That's so some much. Great for-
1: feedback. Thank you.
0: So guys. thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, like I said, next week is our season finale
1: it's gonna be a good
0: one though Uh, it's gonna be so good so good so good so good so please stay tuned uh next week same time 7 30 uh and like i said if you want to go back and listen to this episode it will be available on wherever you listen to podcasts and youtube so just stay tuned so all right guys we're gonna get up out of here and we will see you guys soon but uh stay blessed stay well and please for the love of pete wear a mask
1: Wear your mask, wash your hands. Wear your mask, wash your hands.
0: Yeah, all the things. What she said. all the things. (laughs) And we will see you guys next week, all right? Take care. Peace. Bye.